Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when we sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost every single day. Avs win probably made it a little bit tougher than it had to be, but they get the job done in Dallas. It's like the third time they've won there in the last five years. So not a very often occurrence. Enjoy it when it does come around. And no Joe Pavelski points. And no Joe Pavelski. That's points. right. What a night. Yeah. What a night. Shut him down. The changing yeah, of the guard. <laughs> well, let's not get carried away yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I really like this hockey game. It yeah, was a fun, fun one. Yeah. Um, Avs kind of had a tough stretch in the 10 minutes of the second period. I, I, let's let Blaze do the 60-second rundown. He, he got signed up for it. I don't want to take it from him. Let's go. Do we got the clock or what? All right, Dad. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Three, two, one. Uh, the Avs came out and played a really good first period. Um, and then, you know, it paid off by Dallas taking some stupid penalties. And what happens when you take stupid penalties? Kale McCarr scores his 200th goal. That is true. Not his 200th goal. Yes. Oh, 200 good point. try. Did I say goal? Yeah. 200th point. Um, big milestone for him. It was great. Moving forward, uh, we go into the second period. Avs come out, not playing their best game there. Some nonsense happens in the defensive zone. Uh, was it England pushed? Yeah. Who did he push Robertson. in? Robertson. Robertson in, and goal trickles in. Tied up, 1-1. Uh, then it, it just kind of nothing goes on. There's a fight. Yeah, yeah, great Ben fight. gets knocked out. Uh-oh, we're getting close <laughs> here. Gonna hurry up, hurry up. Going to, going to third, third period. Rodriguez shoots. New hook gets the rebound, scores a goal. Go to OT. All abs, ab win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. See, this needs to be like soccer. We can add an undis- yeah, undisclosed add, amount of bonus time to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with, yeah, shootout overtime. Yeah, it's hard to do all that in 60 yeah, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, the like the overtime was kind of it funky. was pretty weird. Yeah, they are definitely like being a lot more cautious in the overtime. Yeah, merry grounding the offensive zone. I didn't understand yeah. what they were doing. Bednar said, "Whoever loses this game for us in overtime is getting benched." <laughs> 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 we'll get to all that though. Rewind it. We can break everything down. Uh, uh, weirdly, kind of lost in the story of the night. Because it ends up going to an OT in a shootout. Kale McCarr did something that no defenseman has ever done before. Scored 200 points in 195 games. Yeah, unreal. It's 
we've talked for his entire NHL career about how this kid is special and how he's changing the position and all this stuff. Probably not the last record to fall no. for Kale McCarr. We'll put it that way. Uh, sure is going to be interesting to watch how it develops, but you also, like, you've seen Kale McCarr step it back up to that elite level, right? Yep. Wasn't scoring very well the first 10, 12 games of the season. Now he's got five goals, <laughs> uh, making it look easy a lot of the time with some of those. The, the, the shot tonight just blasts it to the top corner, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess he can still do that. <laughs> cool. <laughs> is there anything, like, what do you even say about, about Kale? Kale at this point? Yeah, I mean, to me, the most impressive part is that he's 12 games clear of the next closest defenseman on that list. Yep. And what is it, uh, Zubov? I don't Something think with a it's Z. Zubov, but it might uh, be. It's, uh, doesn't matter. It, it's it's not that he like he set the record, and if he didn't do it tonight, he would have tied the record. It's like no, he could have gone three more fucking weeks, and he <laughs> still would have yeah. been in that realm. Uh, it's it's unbelievably impressive. You know, Pete DeBoer was asked this morning about, do you think Miro Heiskanen, who is an incredible defenseman, do you think he has that same potential as Kill McCarr and paraphrasing here, Pete DeBoer basically said no. Like, no, <laughs> we love Miro Heiskanen. He's really good. He's, he's elite, whatever. <laughs> but he's not Kale McCarr. Like, that kid's special. He just does things out there that nobody else can. And this goes back to why I made the argument in the preseason that he may be the best player on earth right now and not Connor McDavid. There's, I think it was Jay Fresh this morning yeah. put out his ranking. Kale McCarr and Devon Taves are a top five astronomically shutdown yeah. pair in the NHL. Like they're a shutdown pair. They 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 are out there. They eat heavy minutes. They penalty kill. When you're protecting a lead, that's the pairing that's out there. And Kale McCarr just shattered the record for fewest games of 200 points for a defenseman. Like he he's he's just elite on all 200 feet of the ice. Yeah. And I think this this record really just kind of punches that home because. You can't be that poor defensively and have this type of production. You know what I mean? If you're bad defensively, you're stuck in your own end. The puck's not in your stick as much. Uh, it's just it's a true testament to how truly elite Kale McCarr is all over the ice. And the like I said, the the number of games in which he beat the record by is the most important impressive part to me. What's really exciting about this too is like what he's doing for the game. Like Sergei Zubov. It, is like, yeah. it was Zubov, yeah. Oh. Everyone's right, I'm wrong, as he's, usual. He's changing the position, right? Like, yeah. Because he is the person that is changing right now. You're witnessing somebody that is going to change this position forever, yep. and you have all these kids coming up that are seeing this, that are mirroring it, and you're going to see this like evolution of the NHL game because of Kale McCarr. You're almost going to get to like a three forwards, a defenseman, and a rover kind of thing. Yeah, but genuinely, but yeah. the the where he is, I fully agree with you, Blaze. Where he's really, really changing. There's been good offensive defensemen. There's been great offensive yeah. defensemen for. I I don't remember the last one who was this good on both yeah, sides yeah. of the puck. Well, it's always been the either-or conversation, right, right? right? Like, he's great offensively, but You live he with lacks. the lumps on yeah, defense, yeah. yeah. And it's... Part of it that is so impressive, is it's not like we haven't seen very good skating defensemen before. No. But somehow, McCarr is always gets back. Like, no. 
the dude will skate all the way down to the offensive goal line, and he's the first dude back on defense. Well, I mean, he's just he. We, we were joking when they're on that power play. He's probably, if, if you're being honest and like ranking on paper, he's probably the guy that you want shooting the puck first, or he's at the least second in the conversation, at worst, right? Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, he is, if not the best skater on the this Avalanche team, which is full of Top elite skaters. Two. He's he's at worst second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he finished what fourth in the fastest skating competition at the All Star game. Yep. He shoots pucks over a hundred miles an hour. He can hit his back skating, uh, like you see it in that clip going back to last year's Western Conference Final, where he's essentially going stride for stride, skating backwards with Connor McDavid. Well, yeah, his gap control is unreal. Too. His gap control, his stick work. Uh, it's it's a, there's yeah. no flaw. Yeah, he, he he can he can he can one time it. He can he has an elite wrist shot. He gets pucks through like the way that Kale McCarr is playing right now, and the way he's played for the last six months. You know with a few games where he wasn't fully himself at the beginning of the year, like find, no, find me, find <laughs> all you Connor McDavid, Edmonton, you know, diehards out there. Find me evidence that Connor McDavid is that effective in every single category we just listed. I think Pete DeBoer said it best in the timeliness of his comments this morning, make it all the more succinct. But when he described what made Kim Carr special is how he can control games from the back end. Yep. He had a 30-minute night. That is just the kind of on-ice impact that you can't replicate singularly from Connor McDavid. Yeah. It's just all-over impact mm -hmm. that is yeah. special to Kale McCarr. Yeah. I, I don't envy opposing coaches' jobs when they look out there every other shift and they're like, fuck, Kale's out there again. Yeah. And now, you're right. That one-timer posed more of a threat than McKinnon's on the power play. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. you look to him to play a lot of different roles. Well, and, and even even just narrowing it down to just that power play, him and McKinnon run that switch all the time. So he literally can play yep. on the half wall. Yep. Or he can play out high. Like he's he's just got an unbelievable amount of versatility. And, and I just I want to reiterate, reiterate it one more time. He does it in 195 games, 200 points. The previous record was Sergey Sergey Zubov who did it with two different teams in 207 total games. Like that's that's a big difference. That's yeah. a, you know like that's I'm not overly familiar with like F1 and what the finishing times are, but that's <laughs> literally like an 8 second gap. We're like on paper like oh only 8 seconds, but that's a lifetime in terms of like racing. I, it's the same thing here. 15 I, games I, or 12 games, oh. it's not that many games, but when you're talking about that difference well, in points. I think the, shit. the best way to put it is <laughs> there has never been a defenseman at over a point per game pace at yeah. 200, yeah. 200 points. Ever. I mean, how long is this going to hold? But this I mean, record? bro, how many times have we said that? Oh, oh, this record. This I thought you record. meant the point per game no, thing. No, no, I was no. Like, how, how long is this record going to hold now? Yeah, I mean. Because he just upped the game. Until right. the next Kale McCarr comes <laughs> along. Well, I like, was going to say, when was Sergei Zubov's first yeah. 200 games? So th this list, Sergei Zubov, 207, Brian Leach, 211, Phil Housley, 212, Dennis Potvin, 212, Mark Howe, 216, Bobby Orr, 216. There is not a like modern era name on that list with the exception of Kale McCarr now at the top of it at 195. Yep. Zubov was 90s and 2000s. So, yeah. yep. like, it, 20 years, more than 20 years. And it, it's just, I, I'm, I'm with you. It could you. be a Gretzky one where 
It's going to be hard to touch. That, that's going to be a hard one to touch. Yeah. And I'm fully with you, Blaze. Like the all time to me, like the all time greats that you have to like really pay the appreciation to are the ones who revolutionized a position. Yep. And that's where I don't think people give Patrick Waugh enough credit. Like as much as Completely he has talked about changed it the position. as yeah. as the greatest of all time. Not only did he change the position, he literally changed the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> like the the equipment that, that Alexander Georgiev wore tonight, you don't have without Patrick Waugh and the way he played and pads that he had special specially designed so that he could play in the butterfly. They like, changed they changed the rules because of him too. There's lines behind the net now. Right. Yeah. Partially because that of was, him. That yeah. was Marty Brodeur. Him, him and, Brodeur. Brodeur. And, and Brodeur. It was both of them, though, because yeah. they played the puck so much. And and you, you're you know you 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 are seeing that with Kale McCarr, where it's he's actually even even your you know good offensive defenseman. Just to use Tyson Berry as the example, because he's a memorable name here. You know he he's great skater, phenomenal hands, yep. great shot. But there's just so many other things that you're missing. Like, to, I think, Megan, it was your point. We've seen good skating offensive defensemen before. Uh, nobody has done it the way that Kale McCarr is doing it right now. Let's bring it back Even into tonight's, Bobby to tonight's game. The Kale McCarr pod. <laughs> uh, it, special teams. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Because the Evs won the special teams battle tonight. PK, again, very, very good. Stars looked dangerous on their first one, but didn't get it across the goal line. And the Avs do get the one power play goal. You would have liked another one. They had six chances at it, right? But they got one. And they got one. They win the special teams battle, and that's why they didn't lose this hockey game. It's true. Looking at the first period, I'd classify that as a win for the special teams. And then seeing them keep their head above water in the second, everything that they did in the first period became all that more important. And then it was just, I think the Avs controlled the third, but the errors in the final minutes there brought this a little too close to comfort. And so I'd point back to the special teams play of the first period being what won them this yep. game. Yeah. Yep. I would like to give chat some credit. I started to say Boobov and then I corrected myself to Zubov and they all caught it. Oh yeah. They were on fully. It. I think yep. it's so funny. <laughs> so 1970. Sickos. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so again you're having the abs do the things they need to do with the roster that they are icing not by choice but by necessity and they're making their lives more reasonable by winning special teams battles with that being said outside of the last 10 minutes of the second period i don't have many complaints at five on five for this hockey team so, so, just a real quick note on Zubov. He came into the league at 23 uh, with the New York Rangers. Never scored more than 12 goals between then and the time he hit the 200-point mark in a season. And he was majorly buoyed in 93-94 by a 77-assist season for 89 total points. Uh, I mean, that not taking a thing away from him, but just compare that to what Kale McCarr's yeah. last few seasons have looked like and. <laughs> Uh, again, the next closest person on the list, it just is not close. The sauce yeah. was made in a very different way. Yep. <laughs> it's he's just special. It's just the truth. Uh continuing forward in this game. I I actually didn't mind the first half of the second period. I thought the Avs were playing fine. <laughs> Megan's not so confident. I'm just reflecting. <laughs> Thinking hard about it. 
I feel like it was fine because the types of errors they were making were like errant passes and a couple turnovers, none that in the first half of the second period directly led to a goal against. But I don't know. It's still hard after and, the England play. Yeah, and, and <laughs> I mean, look. First of all, the Avs get beat on that play. England ends up on the wrong side of it. Cross-checks Robertson. It's a penalty. There's no doubt about it. Are we all comfortable with the decision Toronto made on that being a good goal? I mean, I don't think there was a call on the ice. Sure. So you didn't need anything like hard, to definitive overturn to overturn it. it. Yeah. I mean, we were, we were all saying during the game, I, I thought it was a weird one to, to go with a goal call on that, given the just several circumstances that led up to it. But... Like ultimately, I, I don't have a problem with that one counting. If England doesn't push him in there, is it a goal? I don't know. You get into like, I, I I'm just wondering is like is that the reasoning right why they went with okay that's a goal because I, I think it would have so. gone in anyways. I think, yeah. Well, I I don't know about that. Like, because does Robertson end up touching him if England doesn't push him? Right. Like. Yeah, I don't know. And then, and then it was just the the verbiage on it was weird. He didn't have possession. Yeah. The puck was sitting on top of his pad. Uh, you know, Rudo, you and I were making the point that like I've seen them blow plays dead for less. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I thought it was all around just kind of weird. But again, I thought that was a pretty coin flip call, and you're yeah. not really upset with it. it. And and as Chad has mentioned, England, buddy. Stop trying to murder your goaltenders. Yeah. Please. No kidding. <laughs> uh, not, not a good look when you've now caused the collision with both of the Avs goalies. I feel so bad. I can't even offer much defense, especially <laughs> for what happened tonight specifically. Yeah. That, I, he, it was just a poor play all around. He ends up on the wrong side of the play, regardless of cross-checking Robertson. And then the goal ends up going against him as he... Cross checks him straight into the goal. I don't know. You can't be the reason for major contact on your own goalies yeah, twice yeah, in a row. Right. No. And both of them resulting in a goal against right, ultimately. Right. Like, Pretty indefensible. He plays hard hockey, and I know that taking penalties is just something that he does, but you can't take a defensive zone penalty like that. Well, and, and it, it's also just one of those things where. He's he's a fine defenseman, but that you really do see the hard line yep. between NHLer and not fringe NHLer, AHL regular. Yep. yep. Where it's it's just those small little plays. We're like again, he's fine. He's fine. Outside of that play, hard to complain much about his night. Fully. He had that one really bad turnover that led to kind of an extended yeah, zone. That's time. true. But, the one non-clear. But, but that was a board battle. Yeah. Decision yeah. just for, trying to clear the zone there, yeah, for sure. For a full time AHL guy, you're like, eh, you kind you, of expect you live those, with those yeah, words yeah. for sure. Um, it, it is what it is. I mean, you know, the abs could replace him with Keaton Middleton if they wanted, I guess. You probably wouldn't know, you notice. guys would not be happy with that, I yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. He's a monster, though, too, isn't he? He isn't is, he, like he, six, eight? he is. They're both humongous, yeah. they play very similarly, but I think England has just a tiny bit more skill upside. Yeah, okay. But the reality is there just aren't options there unless you want to 
full chaos Quiet. mode. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. First of all, <laughs> what did Martin Kelt finish at ice time wise? I, it has it to be terrible. low because of the injury, right? With the injury, that's it not that bad. It was more than Dryden Hunt and Jason yeah. Magna. Yeah. Well, they were bad, so they were, they, were bad. they weren't terrible. They just didn't do anything like most nights. Um, anyway, not bad. Invisible. Yeah, that's that's a Truly. better way to put it. better way to put it. Good call. We are brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you haven't checked our Twitter, Abs Party Bus. Officially announced for December 17th. <laughs> if nothing else, buy a ticket and come be part of my birthday celebration. Because that what? happens to be on my birthday. Really? He's yeah. going to wear cupcake glasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are extremely limited tickets. There are only 30 tickets for people who need tickets to the game. We're also selling bus, bus tickets for people who already have tickets to the game, though. If you want to join us on the bus, you can go get them at the DNVR.com right now. If you're already a diehard, just go in there and get them. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for more about the whole party bus shenanigans. But it's going to be the 17th of December. Come have a great takeover with us while we we go hard. Last time was the time I, I took my shirt off in the arena. So you might not want to miss out on what could happen this time. <laughs> I thought that's 30. what you were saying. He was going to wear the cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> like a Katy Perry. It's almost yeah. like the abs are the hot ticket in town. Yeah. <laughs> Boobov. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The definite yeah. boobah energy. I can't take off the pants in the arena. That's how you get say, kicked out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> good in a wrestling like man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not on the party bus, but you still need tickets, Game Time can get you hooked up with your tickets. Prices up to 60% off original prices. So check them out. There's a link down in the description of this video. You can go right through that. One, it gets you right there to the app. Two, it helps us out a little bit if you use the link. So be sure to do it. You can see it right there on screen. Uh, when you're in there, they've got a bunch of awesome stuff. You can click in. It'll show you what the seats look like. You can get the uh, image of the seat. I don't know what to call it. You know what it's going to look like where you're sitting. Uh, Pepsi uh, Ball Arena. I keep doing that. Uh, is pretty good about this. There aren't really many restricted sight lines at Ball Arena. But game time is a nationwide thing. So if you're going to go to some of the buildings in New York, might want to check those seats before you just buy them. Good thing you can do that at game time. Go check them out. Uh, again, use the link down in the description. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Wanted to start this one specifically. Ooh. Josh Manson beat that ass. <laughs> I was actually just watching that sleep. fight. Perfect, no notes. <laughs> uh, a, a surprising one, right? I don't think any of us were like, boy, I'm super confident in Josh Manson versus Jamie Benn going yeah. into this fight. But you got him two for flinching, too, before yeah, the fight started. Yeah. <laughs> got him with the, with the jab fake. A win uh, for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Josh Manson is the person who's now put Jamie Benn in a box, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, when they first dropped the gloves, all of us were like, ugh, I don't know about this. Because, like, Jamie Benz beat the shit out of some people in the past. Like, oh, he's definitely. Yeah. He can throw them, for yep. sure. And literally, from the second they engaged, yeah, I mean, for that from that flinch, it was just all Manson just throwing. Now, I also want to point out, Josh Manson peeled his elbow pad off yep. on his right arm real quick before starting to, to throw him. And I feel like that helped him a little bit, but... Uh, I mean, he caught him, like, right on the button and 
Ben goes down, and <laughs> that was uh, that was an impressive. I, I tweeted it was an impressive fight. Honestly, I'm yeah, not no. the world's biggest like yeah, we fight are not, guy. No. None of us really are. I, I, I liked that one. Um, I mean, in terms of like the timing of it, it was a big hit. Jamie Ben came over, challenged him. He obliged. Then proceed to beat the shit out of as, him. As much as most people, even like fans of hockey fighting, most fights are just two dudes like grab up mm. and nothing really lands. And yeah. that's something they fall over. That's the fight. <laughs> Josh Manson landed punches in this and, fight. And that's the awesome. one that put him down was on the chin. Yeah, yeah dude. Nailed him. And, and and what you just said, Rudo, was like my one of my biggest issues with some of the fights now. It's like a two-on-one break, two guys behind yeah. the plate, drop the gloves, dance around for 30 seconds, spin around, then fall. And it's like, wow, that was... Not exciting. Completely <laughs> useless for everybody. <laughs> but a fight like that, that was, that was... That was fun. That was fun to watch. Yep. An actual good one, so... Like, McDerm like McDermott's had some good ones, too, where it's like... Yep. It's actually a fight and not... A wrestling at yeah. best. Yeah, for sure. So, look, credit to Josh there. I think you take that trade if you're the Avs every time of, <laughs> of Manson for Ben. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, and, and then, like, shenanigans got really weird. The Avs ended up having to kill a penalty with four defensemen because Anglin took one. Uh, Did he? No, I thought that was I thought that was the one that ended up getting called. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that's my bad. Still mysteriously gone, gone. Also, so it was a really dicey. Came back later. Yeah, that second period was. I don't know. I, I didn't. The Avs got like outplayed a little, but I, I never really felt outside of that one kind of extended shift. I didn't feel like they got like, run they got out of there at all. Pretty heavily outpossessed in the second half. Sure. Yeah. But again, yes, there were issues. They struggled to clear their own zone at times. They didn't give up a ton of dangerous stuff. Nope. Yeah, a lot of it was along the boards, but yeah. it was definitely possession Dallas, yeah. just yeah. moving the puck along the boards. Yep. Again, not a lot of dangerous chances coming out front. So, are you ready to talk about the third? Yeah, I'm just about to get to it. Sweet. Um, <laughs> do, would you <laughs> like no, to set it up you, at all? If you or? got something, send it. Um, so, it's funny because, Rudo, you made the comment... At the, uh, at the very end of the second, you said, all right, well, you got outplayed there a little bit, but win one period, win the hockey game. Uh, I went to the Bronco game yesterday with my, my sweet dad. Uh, she's my sweet, sweet Faja. <laughs> and we were watching that train wreck unfold, <laughs> and it was, that, it was the end of the second half where Melvin Gordon fumbles it on the one, yep. blocked field goal. And I told my dad, I said, so here's another interesting test for this Bronco team. You have Russell Wilson. You have some of these guys around. And I, I said, I said, not to make too hard of a comparison, but one of the things that people really admire about Jared Bednar within hockey circles is his five-minute philosophy. You play the game in five-minute chunks. Hey, did you score two goals in that last five minutes? Great. Next five minutes, it's, are, zero, it's, it's a fresh yeah. set. Go out and start over. Did you give up three goals in that last five minutes? Doesn't matter anymore. You got the next five minutes to make something happen. And I, I told my dad, I said, here's a chance. The Broncos, they could turn their season around in the second half. They come out, erase everything, and, you know, just, just play, play good football. Well, they come out, they muff the opening kickoff, and just things start to snowball downhill. The game gets tied late, and I said again, 
You have an opportunity here. The game is 0-0. Nothing matters. You're in a tie game. Like, how can you be resilient and push back? And it's just so funny to see... Obviously, it's two completely different sports. But, like, the dichotomy between a team that is stuck in a losing cycle that can't get out of their own way versus, you know, a defending championship caliber team where they got outplayed in the second half of that second period. Roll out in the, the third and... The start of the third, yep. it's like, yep, none of that matters. We're in a tie game. Who cares? It's, it's a completely fresh period. For all intents and purposes, none of that even happened. Like, it's 0-0. It's zero, yeah. zero. Yep. And they come out, they get a quick goal. They're play they actually controlled most of the play there in the third. Jason Robertson ties it late. Um, but it's just so... It's, it's amazing to watch a difference between... And you, you can see it in hockey, too, but it's just my last 24 hours of sports. How... You, teams that aren't championship winning teams, winning teams, championship well, teams, they can't reset the clock and, like that. And look, you're starting to see over these last couple of games, we've talked about it a little bit now, it's a buy-in from the entire team. Yep. Who's the guys that get the abs back on top? It's not the big guns. It's Josh Manson, Evan Rodriguez, Alex Newhook. Yeah, yeah. For the third straight game that... New hook, Evan Rodriguez, whatever line you want to call it, <laughs> picks up another goal for this team. And England, right on that play? Oh, well, it wasn't England. Point? No, Not no. Manson. It was, England yeah. threw it out to the point. Manson it took the blocked. shot, and then Rodriguez. So England would have gotten like the third assist, but he was in on the play. Yes. I did. Regardless, more focused on the forward line gelling right, than right, right. whichever <laughs> defenseman it was. Justice for Andreas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it is just that's becoming increasingly. We talked about it so much last year with Tampa in those early playoff rounds where it's like, wow, just the calmness of these guys. Nothing seems to rattle them. This Avalanche team has really seemed like they've settled into that. You have the injuries. You're on the road. It's the last game of a road trip. You just got really outplayed, but you find you, you got outplayed in the back half of a period. But you find yourself in a tie game, and they're able to say, "Cool, reset it all to zero, and we're gonna go out and win a period." And you know, it ends up going to overtime and all that stuff. But just their their ability to push back, and anytime an opponent starts getting any momentum, they have a way of cutting that Stemming off. It yep, in some and, way. and just kind of resetting the momentum of the game. Um, and they took full advantage of that intermission and came out, and I thought we're definitely the better team there for 19 minutes of the third. I mean, it is a throwback to the abs of the late 90s, 2000s, where it yep. didn't matter if they were down by a goal, if it was tied up late in the game. Yep. You had this confidence, like, they're going to get either A back into it or they're going to do something to break this tie. Yeah. It, it, it's it's I, I'm a big believer in, you know... <laughs> winning teams being around that abs group last year for every game there like at every morning skate it wasn't wh what did jerry bednar say it's confidence but not arrogance yep. you'd walk into you, you know family sports you'd talk to guys you'd walk into ball arena talk to guys before a game and there was just this confidence of like yeah we're gonna win tonight like we expect ourselves to win tonight and that was why you know they would you know, rattle off 13 wins in a row, they'd lose one, and they were miserable to talk to after the game because they were pissed because they expected themselves to win Genuinely, every single a, night. A team running away with a division, they'd lose one game, and the guys would come back and be like, 
you know, this was one of the worst losses yeah. of my career. Yeah, it's like, like it's not gonna, dude. The the amount of times we heard from Jared Bednar this season, yeah, after a win, <laughs> and he's like, it's just not acceptable. Like yep. that, <laughs> we got away with it. That level of play isn't acceptable. And and you know, then you see teams, you know, like the Buffaloes and and you know, Toronto once they get into the playoffs. And just to reuse my Broncos analogy. When things start going bad, you see it on the players' faces. They, they're expecting to lose. I remember us, we were watching a game. Uh, an Avs game was about to start, I think, in that first round of the playoffs last year. And it was game six, Toronto-Tampa. Tampa goes to that five-on-three. And I said, this five-on-three is the series. Because you they showed a pan down the bench of the Maple Leafs, and you could see it on their faces. They, they had yeah. the lead still. <laughs> yeah. But it was a five-on-three, and they just had this look on their faces like, oh, fuck. Here, Here we, we go, go. again. <laughs> and and I said, if if Toronto can kill this five on three, they'll survive. They'll get out of it. They'll prove to themselves. If Tampa scores, the series is over. Tampa wins, even though they still have to win another one. And that was exactly what ended up happening. Nikita Kucherov scores that one goal. Tampa, or Toronto never stood a chance the rest of the way. The, losing teams, losing cultures expect to lose. Winning teams, championship caliber teams, well, show up every night and expect and, that they're going to win a game. And you turn this into this third period where it isn't just, okay, the Avs get the go-ahead goal again. They pretty much dominated the first yeah. 13, 14, yeah. 15 minutes of that period. They, the only real complaint you might have is you really would have liked them to finish one more. Hit the net. Yeah. They had opportunities. It... it Megan, is that is this a real concern that they didn't win this in regulation, or is this a eh, this happens, move on? I think in evaluating how we felt in pregame and looking at how Dallas stacked up against this team on paper, I'm completely satisfied with this outcome and getting a win and an overtime, well, a shootout, sorry. Um, I didn't expect it to happen in regulation. I honestly had real concerns just given how injury-depleted the Avs are. But I think when you described it as a buy-in, earlier it makes a lot of sense because you look at the early struggles of this team they were having team meetings to set that expectation and that buy-in yep. it seems like it's beginning to click for them and even as injured as they are it's great to see goal scoring happening from a guy like Alex Newhook yep. and it's great to see them pull out wins even with so many guys out of the lineup yep you, you injuries are a a just reality in sports and you have to have this type of buy-in and this type of commitment to structure and, and commitment to your role in order to survive those injuries. And that's why you see so many teams can't do it. And now for, I'll just go back one year, but now for two years in a row, you have seen this abs team lose guys to injuries at key times, key players and just keep chugging along. Yep. Now, you don't want to let this linger for too long because you're talking about, you know, a lot of minutes and, you know, you're putting more wear and tear on guys' bodies that you don't want to. So, you know, obviously you want those guys back. But it, it's just, it's impressed the hell out of me how the, the loss of Nazem Kadri for the Western Conference Final, Darcy Kemper for two rounds, uh, Sam Girard for essentially three rounds, Andre Burakovsky, like, all of those are footnotes. Nobody even mentions that when you're telling the story of the, the Stanley Cup run by the Avs yep. because it just didn't affect them on a nightly basis. It just didn't. 
because of their their commitment to playing the way that they should and everyone has a role and everyone understands it and hey we have a guy out i need to play this role i'm gonna play that role better than anyone else in the league i'm gonna get eight minutes tonight but they're gonna be the best eight minutes that anyone sees and it's just it's incredibly impressive I do want to give Dallas a little bit of credit for getting this game to overtime. I, yes, in a perfect world, the Avs probably are marking Jason Robertson. That's probably the one guy you don't want beating <laughs> you in that situation. But sometimes really good players make really good plays. And Jason Robertson takes a tough angle shot, makes the perfect shot, and it's in the back of your net, and it's 2-2. Yeah. So I, I really don't even have that much to fault on the Avs on that goal that they gave up. It, it's, it's way more... You should have got to three for me on that one. Um, and Ottinger was great. Yeah, yeah. Ottinger was insane, obviously. Um, you do get to the overtime, which was weird. It's a different look for the app. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, un- that was a really interesting way you said yeah. It, it was just so passive. Not that I'm necessarily complaining about that. Wait, the overtime? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I think the Avs circled with their first unit like five times. It was almost like it was like uh, the first part was like, we got to go out there and win this before we go to a shootout. <laughs> right? Because they like YOLO down the ice. Now always have this odd yeah, man rush did the going thing back they the other way always if it doesn't do, happen. Yeah. Right? And this time it was like, find your opportunity. Yep. Let's wait to see and where we get a break and go in and try to make a good play. And, you know, we haven't listened to the post game yet, but I think all of us at one point brought up like Bednar had to say something yeah. to these yeah. guys. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to watch it tonight. And if no one asked him, assuming they practice tomorrow, that's going to be one of the first things I, I ask him is like yeah. overtime looked very different from you guys. And honestly, it's what's been so frustrating about this team in overtime is like on paper, you should have the best overtime team in the league yeah, by yeah. by a mile maybe the that oilers top unit can kind of right. compete but like past that like this should be the best overtime team and where i feel like they get themselves in a lot of trouble is like you said blaze like we need to win this right now and it's like no you got five minutes like yeah. it's cool like yeah. and and i i made the comment like that was that was some roller hockey that you saw there you don't have the look you want well, take it set. back Yep. Go back. Wait till you find the look that you want. And Nate almost got it. Like he got the look he wanted. Yeah, just didn't close. Great move. Couldn't couldn't finish it. But that was a great. Uh, move. It was a great move. So this overtime wears on because the Avs actually do play it patiently. We still haven't seen a look of the great song. The Avs trip on Marchment, but it goes the other way, and the Marchment <laughs> trip on McKinnon gets called. Ultimately, it didn't up, end up affecting the game, didn't yeah. end the game on that power play. So I don't really want to go into the refereeing conversation there too much. But again, it did feel like one too many opportunities maybe got away from the abs. You really would have liked to see them finish that on the power play in overtime. They don't get it done. Not for lack of good looks. Just doesn't go in the net. And I get to sit here and say, hey, in the end, it doesn't matter. But there's a very similar reality to this one where it did matter in the Avs lose. So, for the record, Jared Bednar passed Don Cherry on the NHL all-time wins leaderboard. He's now 64th all-time. Fire Bednar. (laughs) That number could get pretty high. Just saying. Um, 
Who's the dude that's always in our mentions that hates Jared Bednar he, and thinks the team's gonna suck? He's only here after losses. So and, I don't and know. <laughs> yeah, he's always like uh, he's always talking about what a bad coach he is. They won the cup. They're like three games into this season, and I saw him like, yeah, how long is it gonna last though? Once things start going bad, it's like. Yeah, once things are bad, they're not good. Duh. Like, what a profound statement. Um, bad I'd, isn't good. I'd, is there something more you guys would have liked to see out of overtime, or are you happy to live with that game? They played carefully. I do think it was a different look for them. And then it kind of seems like the intention was they were content to see it go to a shootout. Yeah. They understood playing carefully would likely lead to that. I think there's a lot of trust in your goalie. Yeah. And there's a lot of trust that you have that offensive power that you're going to put one past a great goaltender on the other side. Yeah. Ottinger's not a scrub. You know, he's like an elite goalie. Yep. And it, it just felt like they're like, they're comfortable going into the shootout. Definitely seemed that way, particularly in the last minute or so. Yeah. They were like, all right, the power play didn't do it. Let's just chill. <laughs> yep. um, on that note, we are brought to you by the American Raptors. You can go for a night out at Infinity Park in Glendale for $0. AmericanRaptors.com to get tickets completely free. Some of the best rugby in the world getting played over there. They host the U.S. men's and women's 15 teams. The Raptors are playing in league. There are a bunch of athletes from other sports, including the NFL. Uh, I think there's some basketball players there, too. A uh, whole bunch of other sports as well that are, are surprisingly decent team for a team that a year ago a bunch of these dudes have never played professional rugby uh went five and five last year and are are stepping up to the plate so go check them out highly recommend americanraptors.com follow the dnvr rugby account on twitter our guy colton strickler doing amazing work on that rugby beat uh it's a it's kind of a dope sport too we were talking earlier about how slow soccer is rugby ain't that slow no Rugby's got some pace to it, so highly recommend you check it out. Um, also brought to you by the amazing people over at, oh, that's Breckenridge Brewery. I already did that read, JK. That's all of our reads. Uh, <laughs> uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. You get to the shootout. You guys kind of already mentioned it. Uh, first of all, beyond just the shootout, not, I would be remiss to not give credit Damn. to Alexander Georgiev again tonight. Yes. Played very, very well. Made the big saves when he needed to, uh, including the fantastic save on Joe Pavelski's shootout attempt. Somehow gets across and gets the blocker on it. Yeah. Dude's good. Yeah. I, out of words to explain that guy, too, because he's been critical to the Avs start to the season so far. I, someone in chat... Asked if they think Georgiev can get to the 41 win mark that Varlamov had. I think that's going to be tough, just given the Avs have Francois behind yeah. him. They have a backup they have faith in as well. So there's no reason to push a guy like that. But, I mean, Georgiev's got 11 wins now. <laughs> so Or is it 10 wins, I guess? Because the Avs moved to 11-5-1, and yeah. so yeah, it'd be 10 wins. Uh, still, I mean, Georgiev's been excellent. And, again, a running theme with all of these injuries, the guys you've needed to step up have in every single occasion, whether it's in goal, whether it's your top line, whether it's Kale McCarr. The dudes you need to be good have been good, uh, which leads us to the final scoring event of the game. 
Nico Rantanen has the walk in and just rip a puck into the net shootout move down pretty well, doesn't he? Man, that it's so low key amazing what he does because it's a stick handle to a shot that looks like just another stick handle yeah, move. Yeah. And it's the timing of it. The goalie is just he's just not set. Andre's not set and he blows it past him. It, it's it's the posture. It's you know, we mentioned yeah, the at, hips. when we're watching yep. the game, the yep. hips his hips are pointed as if he's going to try to like make a move to the short side. But then to your point, he's standing up straight, just looking like he's stick handling. He's not like in shooting position. His hands are a little bit tight together. It's that Phil Kessel mid-stride yeah. kind of. Yeah, and it's just you, you blink and suddenly, if, you know, if you're out and like he, he honestly was like pretty out of position by yeah. the time that puck hit the back of the net. Miko had, had caused him to like, Drift, drift yep. so subtly to the right that that was just like a dunk for Miko, yep. um, and and it's I, I'm I'm with you, Blaze. Like it's very subtly, pretty outstanding. My so. brain can't even comprehend what it would be like to be a hockey player good enough to be 15 feet away from the goalie still and be like, I got him. I mean that <laughs> that that shootout goal kind of sums up Rantanen as a player, though. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. Like low key, just like. Da, 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 goal. <laughs> well, this is the same guy who, again tonight, put a big reverse hit down. Yeah, is is finding that physicality in his game. Yes, but still can just beat you with all talent. Yeah. I mean, Rudo, to your point, I, I've said it on the show before, I'd kill all three of you guys to be able to shoot the oh, way those God. guys do in a heartbeat, <laughs> right here on air. I'd kill all three of you to shoot like Tyson Joe shoots. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, watching those dudes at practice is so fun. Just zip pucks so casually. It's yeah. like, okay. Okay. Um, we kind of already talked about him, but just officially their king of the game. Could have given it to a bunch of guys tonight, but the guy who did something you that have to. is like... 200 gonna... points in this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Incredible record. Never to be broken. <laughs> Wild that the score only had five goals and he managed to pull that off. Uh, but Kale McCard, it, truly the first of many on a completely different level. Uh, all the credit in the world to him. Uh, we got a couple of super chats to get to, and then we'll, we'll hit our final thoughts. $5 from Degro, who says, I love Robertson, got denied the OT gold f i yeah. love this chat there's so many typos i think out of excitement <laughs> i can feel the excitement uh two dollars from kevin moose got it done when it matter also too true excited. too yep. true the always unbelievable oh, okay we're going to kevin again first two more dollars thank you moose got it done in ot he sh I mean, it was shootout technically for being technical about it the same way Josh Manson technically knocked out Jamie Ben. <laughs> and then $5 from Vaguely Sober saying, Georgie, king of the game. How many knives <laughs> Megan got in that bag? I have to make fun of Megan a little bit. We were, uh, we were just giving her shit in the press box last home game. So we realized, Whoa. tough guy, oh, tough yeah, battler. Bud. Oh, yeah, bud. Uh, Megan, we feel so bad. She watches that entire. She watches the entire game with her bag in her lap. 
<laughs> we were saying that Bolding and I were saying we were going to bring a hook for her to be able to latch it underneath so she didn't have to hold her bag <laughs> the whole time. The knives yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Secretly, she just got one hand in the bag, like on a knife. What? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, 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 nothing. I'm fine holding it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that is one of my <laughs> favorite <laughs> One of my favorite memes ever. Kone was, but not for me. <laughs> uh, and then the unbelievable Drew, who gives us way too much money. Uh, another $50. Makar is a god. Manson is an animal. Georgie is legit. And Megan needs to be ready to take a knife I to England. not doing <laughs> that. He's trying to run our goalie. It's like the ultimate crossroads for you. Goalies yeah. versus eagles. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know what I would choose, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I just need England to report back to Loveland. They need... Just separate the two. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Put them in timeout. <laughs> Uh, all right, Megan, you wanna you wanna start us off with final Is this thoughts? Angels and airwaves, god damn, just banger after banger down here. Just a good road win. Just a good road win. And it it would be remiss if you didn't say, look, when this game started, if the Avs got one point out of it, you're you're happy. Five out of six on the road, killing it. Yeah, they get all six. I when, mean, especially with a team that's like exactly with this many injuries. Yeah. Like, you got to be happy with what's going on right now. They knock off Carolina, Capitals, and then Dallas Stars. Like, those are, those are not slouch teams. Like, Washington yep. hasn't gotten off to the start that they've wanted. I, I, I stand firm. I think Darcy Kemper's a very good goaltender. Same. You've, even with Washington's injuries, you've still got guys like Ovechkin. I think, I think they had Kuznetsov out. Like, you've got players. Uh, you know, John Carlson... That's a good team. They knock them off handily in a shutout. And then you roll into Dallas, the top team in the Central. You know they were going to be a little extra motivated to try to knock off the Avs, keep them at bay. They got Rupe Hints back. So that's, that's, that's the best the Dallas Stars have, well, like in terms of their roster. We, we talked about this earlier in the last week about how, oh, well, you want to make teams know you're good at home. Yeah, this was on the road, but still, teams are gonna look at the Avs roster, look that they won three in a row on this road trip, and go, "Fuck!" They, dude, they won three games where they didn't have the matchup advantage, and they have the like half of their top it. nine injured. Like, <laughs> they have an AHL. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and like they, right, right, pobrecito England, and like they don't they don't get their matchups, none of that, and really. That Carolina game, oof. It got through it. <laughs> wasn't great, but like you get a hell Stole of a performance one. from your goaltender. Yeah. Uh, you like I don't know how you're not coming back from that feeling really good. You get a game on Wednesday, you get the the holiday off, and then you're right back into it. Like it's I I, I think that's a really successful trip for a depleted Abs team that had ever honestly. Every excuse to go zero and three on this trip, and I think we would have like been annoyed, but like, ah, you're really injured. You're on the road. You'd like to get one, but yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Um, but just incredibly impressive that they're able to go three for three on this road trip and, and play two very good games. Uh, I, I, I don't think you could be happier if you're if you're Jerry Bednar right now. Hard to agree. Uh, I'm gonna leave it at that. We're going to get out of here for this one. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with one. This one was a blast. Uh, honestly, just like, I like good hockey. And this was yeah. a good was hockey really game. Good. It was a fun game. Yeah. yeah. So enjoyable. Uh, we love all of you. We are off tomorrow. It's going to be a weird week. We'll be back on Wednesday, obviously off Thursday. But 
We'll see you for the game on Wednesday. So tune in then. Until then, we will talk to you on the next one.